Hello, tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity, energy, longevity, and keeping us healthy and enhanced in our lives. Four Sigmatic makes a wide variety of blends, including mushroom coffee, mushroom elixir, hot cacao, matcha, and superfood blends. I believe strongly in this company. I've been taking Four Sigmatic and it has changed my life. I can't even begin to start my day without a cup of Four Sigmatic in front of me. Right before I meditate or I do anything from speaking engagements to traveling to doing healing on people or just going out in the world and sharing my immense love for this planet and for everyone on it. I feel lit times 1,000. It is literally shifting the energy in my being. I'm talking firing off those synapses, kicking my body into high gear by awakening those electrons, spinning those electrons, getting my body so on point with my focus, my creativity, and my energy. One of the products that I love the most is the Lion's Mane's Coffee. Lion's Mane promotes productivity and focus, and it was known by shamans and monks who take that into their body for meditation, focus, and clarity so they can really tune in to the energies and absorb the knowledge and information that is coming to them from the spirit world. And as you know, on Ancient Wisdom Today, we like to keep it lit all day every day. And how do we do that? By creating magic. And what is magic? Magic is turning up that energy, living our truth, honoring who we are, and doing what's right for us so that we can live a beautiful, powerful, easy, playful, fun, joyous, and just the most powerful life in this now time. So if you don't have Four Sigmatic on your shelf, in your bag, in your briefcase, on the airplane with you, right before you speak, whatever it is that you do, you have to get this. Even for your kids, for your teenagers, pop it in their their bag before they go to school. This is the drink that literally makes you think. It is powerful and it is enriched with so many powerful mushrooms. And these adaptogens are literally changing the lives of people. And remember, I've talked to you many times before in the past about mushrooms and the networking system of mushrooms when it gets into your body and just really taking your body to a whole new level. So if you're interested in learning more about this amazing company, because I just really want you to know, Tribe, that everything I share with you, I share with you from my heart because I believe in it and I see what it has done for me and my life and all of my friends and family. Go to foursigmatic.com backslash Shaman Durek, and you will get a discount code at your checkout. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com backslash Shaman Durek for your 15% off. I love you, tribe. I love you so much. That is the reason why I choose sponsors that are in alignment and authenticity to what this tribe is about. Staying lit, staying focused, staying driven, and changing our planet. 
for the good. Love you. Enjoy the share. Bye. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a sixth-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And I am so happy you are alive on this planet and that we get to be here together to create so much love, so much innovation, so much joy, and just really stream that out into the hearts of all of our friends and family and people all over the world. So if anyone hasn't told you today that you are loved, let me be the first. I love you you so much and you mean the world to me and I'm so happy and I'm really happy because I have my brother in the studio today. Now, I know a lot of you've been writing me and asking me because you're all getting it, the lit train, getting all lit and getting totally jived up with so much powerful energy from Four Sigmatic. And I've been getting your letters and you know, hearing so much, but I wanted you to connect with the founder and the visionary behind the company who created the company, hear his story and get involved with it because you've been asking me like, who created this amazing product? Well, we have Tarot in studio today who is going to share with us all of the love of his makings and creations so that we can all smile and be happy and know all the information of that amazing goodness that keeps us on the lit train in our bodies. So welcome to the share. Thanks for having me and thanks for being here with me chatting and and thanks for uh, letting me share uh, my story with your your community and your tribe. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> I love him. Um, so tell us, you know, uh, what do you feel is, you know, the reason why you wanted to bring your company to the forefront of our health and wellness today? Well, I often say when people say, why would you choose mushrooms or why would you start the company? I often say that they chose me. And why I say that is that they've been in my life multiple times and multiple times I've left them because I like, oh, I'll do something else. And what I mean with that is that I'm a 13th generation farmer and mushroom forager and an health enthusiast uh, out of Finland. And my mom taught me how to forage for mushrooms and berries and I went to an environmental forging school that my great grandfather helped to found, and uh, but I never thought I would like be in the business of my lineage. Partly because the times have changed, and I didn't see myself staying in Finland. Um, but life is a amazing way of surprising you and finding new ways to, you know, channel that. And about fourteen years ago, I won this innovation contest for discovering a rare mushroom. And again, I was like, I'm not going to be in the mushroom business. And uh, instead donated it to a university and did not pursue that business. And a few years after, they come back to me in my life um, as I was going deep in these adaptogens and uh, rediscovered the love for these mushrooms. So multiple times, they've come to my life to tell me a message and I didn't listen for reasons X, Y, Z. And they came back and reminded me. And that's how 
life sometimes works is gives us these messages that we keep ignoring until the point that you cannot ignore them anymore. And that was the case about seven years ago um, when I started for Sigmatic. I just couldn't ignore the power of them anymore. That's beautiful. And you know, I've you know I've been getting very much into mushrooms and you know really experiencing it because you know ever since your company started i started getting really into it i didn't know so much about the mushrooms i mean i knew about reishi and i knew about all that stuff because i studied a lot of chinese medicine and i studied a lot of all that stuff in in holistic school but i didn't know exactly like what all the benefits of mushrooms were until i got into four sigmatic and i started traveling and so i take you know all of the lion's mane and all of the different things that you create and i'm like wow i feel lit i feel amazing i'm speaking on stage i'm getting off stage i'm going to do this interview i'm like jumping around in all fairness to the products i feel like you've always been lit i think you've always been on fire so (laughs) i don't think i don't think we can take any of the credit of your energy and your shining so no you're so wonderful god so anyway yeah but the thing is it actually boosts me to another level of litness it's like i'm lit and now it's like litness times twenty thousand. so it's really nice so the thing is but i want to go a little bit more deeper into why mushrooms now mm-hmm. yeah there's two aspects one is that mushrooms have always been here so they came from the ocean to the dry land 2.4 billion years ago. So well over a billion years before anything else. So they've always been here. And as far as we've been here as uh, humans estimated 200,000 years, all indigenous cultures have somehow utilized fungi in their diet and in their often their spiritual practices. It's just like the last few generations forgot it. And certain cultures have kept the tradition, certain cultures forgot it, partly because there's also bad mushrooms. So um, mushrooms are a kingdom and within any kingdom, there's good and bad things happening, different energies, and not all plants are good. A lot of plants can kill us, same way as with mushrooms. And and apparently there was some molds, bad kinds of mushrooms that spread around and I guess caused a lot of fear into people. And the other one was, you know, the church was really scared of these psychedelics. So then they kind of labeled all mushrooms bad because people said that by taking a psychedelic, you could reach a conversation with God in theogen or something like that. So so it was really scary. And therefore also chanterelles and shiitakes got banned along the way, or at least this is what the theories say. So they've always been here. There's nothing new. Four Sigmatic is not doing anything new. We're not inventing anything new. We're just bringing it back in a modern way so you can travel on an airplane with them in in a tasty, yummy, refreshed way. But the actual backbone has always been here. But then the other part is that why are these, not just mushrooms, but adaptogens and nutrient-dense superfoods and whatnot and herbalism, why is it more relevant now than ever? And it's because of our lifestyle. We're living a different lifestyle, not better, not worse. It is what it is, but we are traveling. Our, just going one generation back, we, weren't, we didn't used to be this much in cars and airplanes that didn't exist. We didn't have text messages and Facebook, Instagram, you know, all this inbound information coming, often beautiful information, by the way, but it's a lot. Even with all the, listening to the best podcast and getting having the best community, you have all these like energies just kind of flowing real fast. Where before in a tribe, the energies were there, but they were a little more isolated. Isolated, and they wouldn't surprise you as much. There was Some, really no surprise. <laughs> today, when... sometimes energies really 
catch you off guard. I'm sure even with us, you know, whoa, I didn't know that energy was coming. Like, oof, oh. and then you observe it. You're like, wow, that's there. But um, let's just label it as stress or demand that we have. And it, at the end of the day, this demand is an illusion that we've created, but it's still real when it hits you. It's, it, we create these expectations for ourselves. We have to be great, you know, lovers, partners, friends, business people, intellects. We have to be all of these at the same time and we have these expectations. So there's a lot of stress. So having these safe yet powerful ancient tools in our medicine bag or in our little travel kit is pretty useful and having the power for the brain or having the power for natural energy without caffeine or having the power for the immune system or having the power to support our soul and longevity is is really awesome and uh they've always been valued like the rishi already in the first traditional chinese medicine materia medica it was ranked as the number one herb in the world so it's not again nothing new it's just that we kind of forgot it for a while. And now with the modern day challenges and the demands to be a mother and a son, a professional, whatever you have to be, it helps you. And uh, there's really very little downside. So why wouldn't you? Right. You know, I've heard from um, Mongolian shaman friends of mine that mushrooms, because in Mongolia, there's two different shamanic um, tribes. There's a red and yellow tribe. And they take mushrooms and that's how they access, you know, where some people take ayahuasca or they'll do like different plant medicines. They take mushrooms because they see it as the most sacred, intelligent uh, species on the planet because they have an intelligent network. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah, they are a living being so intelligent that is definitely smarter than we are and probably so smart that at least in my lifetime, I will not figure out how smart they are. But just to give you a couple data points, again, these are just droplets of water in an ocean of knowledge. But mushrooms can grow in every level of the atmosphere. They can survive dormant in extreme conditions from Antarctica to the nuclear reactor of, of Chernobyl. They, the largest and the oldest known living being is in Oregon. It's a one mushroom size of 20,000 basketball cords. It's somewhere between two to 4,000 years old. And he has, it's one cell level thick. So if you look at your skin and all the layers that we have in our skin, this just has one layer and it survived two to 4,000 years. Mushrooms have shown how they can get, a slime mushroom can go through a maze, has the knowledge, can rebuild a train network better than humans. So both they've tested in the UK and Japan and built subway systems in Tokyo and the mushroom build a more efficient network than humans can. And uh, obviously, then you get to the psychedelic mushrooms and, and the information people say they've given them. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I think they're smart and, and we have no clue. And they've served knowledge also in the ecosystem beyond humans. So mushrooms help plants collect water. We've shown that mushrooms can help, for example, trees to trade nutrients underground. So there's this mycelial matter everywhere you go. Anywhere in the world where you walk on the earth, you will be walking on top of a mycelial network, the rooting system of mushrooms, which covers most of the earth's biomass. And this is also known as the wood web. So mm, the, intel like the intellectual network underground that connects all earth together because that mycelial matter communicates with each other. So I'm not surprised that 
different tribes are tuned into this frequency that might not be so obvious to someone living in LA or New York. But if you're a little more connected to nature, I think you're probably aware that some of these energies are there and they're real. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because in shamanism, we have this, we create synthesis with all living things. So, of course, with our human body and then with ourselves, but then with the tree, with the flower and so forth, and we, and with animals. And we don't, we don't judge their intelligence, but we, we look at what information they give us. And from what a lot of shamans say is that when they communicate to mushrooms, uh, the informational intelligent level is so high that it's like a computer system that has to, would have to slow down just to communicate with us. And so this is what you're bringing into your body. And so the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because a lot of people don't know. When they think mushrooms, they think, oh, the mushroom they see when they go outside and buy a tree and they say, oh, that mushroom growing. But they don't understand that there is this amazing you know, symbiosis that takes place when you're bringing these mushrooms into your body. Because if we actually really look at the human body, we also are made up of a bunch of fungi, right? And so our human body is also operating in the very fungus type networking system as well. It just may not be at the high grade level because we have all these other things going on that are affecting it from actually really being, or should I say, um, you know, evolving into something greater than what we could evolve if we were to stop putting other things into our system and just let that network start really learning how to communicate in its most natural form. 100%. And, and bacteria, which we have a lot in our body, about 10 times more than we have cells, pretty much exclusively only operates in some sort of environments where there's fungi. So if we look at simple healthy foods like kombucha, sauerkraut, they all use a form of fungi in them, same as ye different these yeasts for wine, beer, bread, cheese, all these require mushrooms. And so our bodies are definitely attuned to mushrooms and we definitely have fungal matter in, inside of our body and the knowledge is already there. And to the point where about 40% of all pharmaceuticals are derived from fungi. So these large corporations know what's up. They just want to keep it on the DL. <laughs> keep it on the DL. Yeah, and, exactly. And the funny that you mentioned the ancient cultures and the shamanism, I grew up in Finland and in Finland, Sweden, and Norway um, houses the, the last remaining official indigenous culture of Europe. Sa the Sami people. Pe yeah. yeah. And um, I was just at their um, annual movie festival a few months ago in uh, Lapland and spending time with a few tribe members left speaking that language. So there's about 900 left in that tribe out of which 300 speak the language. And, and one of them is a good friend and spending time with them. And for them, one mushroom in particular, this Amanita muscaria, which is this Super Mario mushroom, the mushroom that Super Mario eats, or what's the iPhone emoji is this mushroom, Amanita, which is a legal psychedelic mushroom that the Sami shaman, which is, by the way, the origins of Santa Claus, the Sami shaman became later the Santa Claus through a, a long series of changes and would consume this in the winter solstice, just when the old calendar that used to align with Christmas and would have it and bring these messages from the underworld 
with the help of this mushroom. And so basically like walk in these astral realms to bring knowledge that was otherwise the Sami even who were very connected to nature couldn't spot. And they believe that all living beings, including rocks, have a soul. Mm-hmm. And, we do too. And then, but but it was just hard to communicate on a day to day basis with them. But with the help of these mushrooms, the shaman could bring this knowledge to the family in this kind of more permanent teepee called, called kota or labu, and um, and that was a tool to access these other realms and bring the knowledge to the to the surface level. It's beautiful. Uh, in in my training, one of the things, because I'm a spirit shaman, so the difference, a lot of people don't kind of know what spirit shaman is. So, um, so the Sami and the Mongolian uh, tribes and uh, the a lot of the Nordic old, the Nordic cultures and so forth, and some of the African tribes, they were known as spirit shamans. And so what they do is either they go to the underworld a lot. So we go. We, I spent a lot of time since I was a kid going to the underworld, and what it does is it allows me to access different dimensions and different places. So I actually learned how to communicate to the ocean, to the wind, to the fire, to the plants, to the to people's cells, to people's bodies, and it's interesting because a lot of times when I tell people, yeah. Um, this is what your plant is feeling. This is what your rock, this rock is saying. This is what this tree is saying. They're like, "How? what do you mean it's saying? I'm like, our first language on earth was not from our mouths. It was from our feelings. And that is the first language. And it's, a, it's deep inside. We have it in us still, but we get so bombarded by this idea of needing to pontificate everything and put it into structural words and ideas and, and concepts. But there is one, there's an energy frequency that goes beyond concept, goes beyond of these structures. And it's interesting because when you take these psychedelic mushrooms, you know, and you do all of uh, these uh, mushrooms, that's what actually happens. It actually opens up that part of your being and allows you to access that emotional wave that moves through you. And if people can follow that wave without trying to conceive of it or put some kind of mental construct on it, it actually connects them to a network all across the planet of every living thing that exists. So that's really... I couldn't uh, agree more. And I think, I think it's very easy to spot even if you're intuitive, by just thinking of simple concepts like when you feel love and then try explaining it with words. Sure, you can explain some of it, but you're probably not doing it justice. And there's so many other simple exercises you can do to understand that the words are such a limited way to communicate how you feel and what exists. Unfortunately, we use it almost it's almost like a crutch <laughs> to to get our us through the day but there's so many deeper levels of communication that are much beyond these words that we're now practicing exactly yes you hear that tribe just take a moment to just kind of marinate into what you just heard just now because that is a very powerful thing so i'm just going to give you a couple seconds of silence so you can just meditate on that for a little bit Beautiful. So, okay. So, you know, when we think about what's happening in the world right now, right? And we think about how we are adjusting to a lot of the technology and, you know, the distractions from EMF waves. And now we have this uh, 5G going on, which is like frying people and all these things that 
that a lot of people don't even realize that are actually going to affect us. Do you feel like our connection to the mushrooms and us taking more and learning more about what types of mushrooms would be best for us could help counterbalance a lot of that intense, you know, radiation and energy that is not supporting us? It surely gives you buffer. It gives you range. It gives you breath that allows you to operate. But at the same time, mushrooms or any foods, they're really just the white belt or the blue belt of creating light in the world. Um, they're not going to get you to the end, but without them, it's hard to you know, practice your breath and your emotions and your thoughts if those are not in order. And when some things change externally, let's say the amount of EMFs or whatever it may be, um, war or taxes or presidents or whatever happens yeah, externally yeah, yeah. Yeah. that are out of your, it's the external locus of control, that can shift what is within our control. And I think it, when you do these simple habits like instead of normal coffee, drinking mushroom coffee or having a little rishi cocoa or just honestly, any of these health practices that help you hydrate and nourish your body. And through that, you have this buffer. And this buffer just gives you more time, more space, more length to operate in. But it does not guarantee that you'll be grounded. So we've probably all seen a person who eats very clean and is still not well, right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. But we also know of a healthy person who, who uh, oh, someone who's emotionally and spiritually very aligned, but if something shifts in their physical body, sooner or later will also shift the emotions and the, the mental state. So those work together and you just have to find the range and the buffer that gives you more space to operate on a more higher frequency level. But if, if the body's not there, then it's hard to operate. So and we're talking simple practices. It's, it's nothing outlandish that you couldn't maintain. So the things that you're already doing, be it your things you eat, things you drink, things you put on your face and your body, upgrading those with really nutrient-dense, high vibrational ingredients that also have intelligence will give you the space and buffer. Yeah, you know, I, I think that, you know, it's interesting that you're saying that because I was in New York. New York's a really challenging place for me. LA is a challenging place for me. And, um, and, you know, for me, you know, I am very sensitive because I can hear people's thoughts. I can hear the wind always tells me what's going on in the environment. And I can feel all of the kinetic energy. And so, and then I can feel the, the static and then I can hear, all, you know, all the machines and all the things going on. Um, which is okay because I, in my training as a shaman, one of the things we learn is to, to train our ability to meditate in the most noisiest, most uncomfortable places so that we can build spiritual immunity. However, when I started doing Four Sigmatic, I would be in New York and I'm sitting in the Mondrian Hotel and I would take lion's mane. And I meditate every time I, before I drink it, I meditate and talk to what I'm about to put in my body. So I was meditating, I was talking to the lion's mane. And actually, actually how it started was I laid out all of them. And I was like, what is the thing that's actually going to get all of that energy so I don't have to spend so much of my shamanic energy like creating the stabilization that I need for to maintain my homeostasis in myself so that I can go and do the things I need to do while I'm here in the city. 
And the first voice came in and said, drink me. It was like talking to me. And it was lion's mane. And so I took the lion's mane and I, I made a, I made into a you know, cup of it and I just held it. And I just put it to my body and I, I talked to my body and I spoke to a lion's mane and I drank it. And then I was like, let me tune in and see what's happening. And immediately I felt my body energy moving around me. And then all of a sudden I felt like this cascading energy moving all the way around me where all of this energy, kinetic energy was like blocked from my energy. So every time someone came to see me for an interview, whatever, I would have lines made for them. And I'm all, this is going to help you in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, do you think, I mean, and that was just my shamanic intake on it. What are your thoughts about that? Well, we can surely quantify some of these things in a modern way, but what you're talking about is is the ultimate way is being intuitive on what your body's recepting. Because although these are all safe and proven substances, you for you that frequency of lion's mane might be the best at that moment. Versus for another person, it might be the chaga mushroom that really resonates, and that might change a year from now or an hour from now. So you never know. So being that intuitive soul is amazing. But generally speaking. When you enter a new world, so let's say mushrooms, it can get overwhelming at first because you're like, wow, there's so many, you have so much to learn. So I, I just like to encourage people is when you're learning anything new, including mushrooms, don't worry about the step 17. Don't worry about the step 22. Really worry about the step one, maybe two and three. You know, So in this case, when we look at the whole mushroom kingdom and we look at what could we use for our benefit, start with the queen. It's never a bad idea to start with the queen. Queen is the reishi mushroom, R-E-I-S-H-I. It's the most studied and long-used mushroom. So when in doubt, start with reishi. It's very motherly, very caring, very nurturing, helps with occasional stress, helps with sleep. And we all know sleep is where the real magic happens. And we kind of, well, we all enter this new different world there anyway, but that's where we rejuvenate and have the energy and courage to live in this kind of more chaotic physical life. And so that's really the place to start almost for everyone. Then you get to these two other ones, chaga um, and lion's mane, which help slightly different things. So chaga is very high in antioxidants, the king of all the mushrooms. It really supports with antioxidant skin. If you're traveling, if you're inflamed, if your skin is, is struggling, those might be placed. And then lion's mane is really for the brain and the nervous system. So the monks used to use it in meditation, which is probably why intuitively you, you were told by someone else or them. And, uh, and it was used for meditation. It was used for, it's like a smart mushroom. And today people use it in a work environment. So if, when they have to accomplish something professionally, but surely it helps with all interactions that we go through a day and how to keep our brain in check. Wow, so I was intuitively picking up on that, that it was doing that for me. Yeah, so lion's mane for the brain, uh, reishi for stress and sleep. Um, Chaga's great as it's like um, force field in a cup for a lot of you know pathogens and, and toxins that we face, but also just generally nourishing our body and our gut. is That's what it's good for. Amazing. Yeah, because lion's mane works great for me. And then you said it's for the nervous system? Yes. Yeah, so that would make sense because my nerves and my whole brain and everything, it just completely keeps everything. At- and, and, and you know from this meditation and ceremonies and others, is this whole nervous system is, is so underrated, so underrated. I call it 
the fourth wave of health. So the first wave of health was when we just started doing everything natural and organic. So we're like, okay, we're going to have cereal. We'll have organic and natural cereal or coffee, organic and natural coffee. <laughs> so then the second wave was this whole macronutrient where you could have less fat, less fat, more fat, more protein. You have cereal with protein. You have coffee with protein. And, and uh, that was the second one. The third wave was all these micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. So now we got this magnesium added and we put this vitamin C into this lotion and all this stuff. And this fourth wave is where the real magic happens. But for our linear Western brains, sometimes it's a little hard to understand. The fourth wave includes intelligence, smart nutrients that impact our hormones, that impact our digestive health, that impact our immune function, that impact our nervous system. Um, so these nervous system, immune function, digestive health, hormonal balance, they operate in different ways. They operate with these, it's like a symphony versus a single instrument. You can look at a muscle and you say, oh, that's a single instrument, but the, the nervous system, that's a real symphony. So you have to be the orchestra leader of, of your body when you look at this fourth wave. And it, it's just not as linear as people want to think life is. It's much more complicated and uh, more beautiful, but it takes a moment to adjust to it. But once you align that intelligence in your body, magic will happen. I love that. Because, you know, in uh, shamanism, we have, you have your nervous system and then you have a spiritual nervous system. And that's the, that, nervous system exists in the invisible, which most people or most scientists can't see because they're not looking at it correctly because they're looking under a microscope. They're not see, understanding that it's actually an energy form. And those energy forms then communicate synthesis to everything else in the environment and then feeds it back into your, your being and then feeds it to your brain and then tells your body what is aggressive and what is non-aggressive so that you can survive. So like as you're like, so for instance, um, you know, if you're walking th through any situation, your body is sending out all this synthesis based on all of these indivis um, invisible nerves that are communicating back to your sympathetic nervous system and communicating back to all of the different nerves in your body. And then communicating what your brain needs to do, what your body needs to do. But because human beings aren't consciously aware of the signals of their natural bodies, uh, you know, informational guide, what I call it, you know, because the body is so smart, it knows exactly how to preserve you. It knows exactly how to sustain you. It knows exactly how to, to uh, support you, to be where you need to be at the right place at the right time, according to the energetic frequencies that are happening throughout the universe universe and throughout this planet. And so there are wave frequencies that connect you onto your path. So like that's the difference between someone walking into a place that blows up with a bomb and that's the end of their life or a person who actually goes into a situation and all of a sudden this great opportunity and they meet these amazing people and it, it opens all these doors for them. So let me ask this question because you've held space for so many people and you're very good at spotting what you just described. But if somebody's listening to this in the um, to this podcast, what could be some tools or tips um, that could lead them spot these signals maybe better than they currently do? Is there have you noticed any patterns or you know glitches or things that they could use at home to recognize their or their loved ones' signals? 
Yes. So you have what is called an authentic signal or what I would call your baseline. So your baseline means that where you don't compromise. So I'll give you an example. Let's say, for instance, you are with a bunch of people and they're being really negative, okay? And you feel uncomfortable in the situation, but you decide to stay because you want to, you know, you don't want to like let people get upset that, you know, you're going to pick up and leave and so forth because it might make them think that they're doing something wrong and you don't want to cause conflict. The part of you that feels uncomfortable is your, it's the part of your being that protects you from going into an energy frequency that is not your baseline. And a lot of times people don't understand their baseline. So they'll, they'll, they'll do things that goes against them. And then if they do things that go against them, they're, they're not going to be at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing at the right moment as according to their highest evolution. So you have an authentic line, which is always open and waiting for you, but it's only followed by your heart. It's followed by not just your heart, but like uh, your joy, your happiness, what feels good, pleasure. We have been taught in society that we have to earn pleasure. We have to work through pleasure. So we always do something off of our baseline and we do it for a period of time. And when we feel like we've suffered enough off of our baseline because we're not honoring our truth, then we're like, oh, I can have this pleasure. But what is the pleasure that you actually bring in? Is it healthy pleasure? Is it pleasure that's actually lifting and shifting you? Is it pleasure that is in guiding you to, the, to more pleasurable people, more pleasurable experiences? Or is it temporary pleasure like you know, alcohol and drugs and smoking and all of these things that are outside additives that are brought in to help you deal with giving you a false sense of pleasure for the sense of, of, of you know, decreasing your stress right? But only for a moment because they're temporary. They're not sustainable, right? And so, so what people to pay attention for them to, to look for is one, ask themselves this simple question. What is my baseline? Baseline means where I don't compromise my truth as according to who I am. So like for me, my baseline is I know that when I go to a big place with lots and lots of people, I am not the person who goes around the room and introduces myself to a lot of people. And I'm okay with that. So I go and find a place and sit down and I just let whoever's supposed to meet me come to me magnetically because I'm in that place of my magnetic baseline. And then it just happens. And then all this joy and energy I get to experience and then I keep following my joy. So the moment I don't feel joy... I stop and go and I wait and feel where the joy is coming from and I go in that direction. And so that means you're literally following your energetic pattern. And that's how you actually live an easier life. You live an easier life by following your energetic pattern. Everyone's pattern will be different. You know, when people talk about tribes and they talk about community and they talk about, you know, we look at anthropology, we look at sociology, we have to understand that like when a woman in a tribe, when the tribe would be migrating, it would, the woman would sense in herself what was the best place for the survival of when she would be having children. So this is where she would sense where she was going to, the tribe should be based on their hunting abilities, ability to gather food and nutrients, ability to have shelter and protection, and their ability to sustain life for their continuation of their tribe. Nowadays, we don't think that way. Most people don't. Most people will just rent a house or move into a place or take up a roommate or, you know, go put their business here, like without really thinking, is this the most 
a beneficial for me that follows my most authentic baseline so that I am always at a place where I don't need to have these high levels of stress because my being is 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 wanting to thwart off all of these aggressive um, markers that which is what causes inflammation and all so, these other so things. So would you say that these cravings of alcohol, sugar, tobacco, those are signals that use this constant pleasure shaking as a signal that you're off of that baseline? Completely. Because if you are going to alcohol, alcohol is considered a poison to the body. Um, so I'll give you an example. So in spirit shamanism, everything has a code, right? And so if I, my body, nature, that's why I always tell people stop messing. I, my whole thing I wrote in my book that comes out this year, I say, don't fuck with nature. Don't fuck with the nature code. Because nature is so intelligent your body's of nature. Your body's an elemental living organism that has its own... Like When people come in, I'll read their pulse. I'll talk to their stomach. I'll talk to their liver. I'll talk to their organs. I'll be like, what do you need? What's going on? The organs tell me... Like I had this woman the other day, I saw her stomach and I said, you know, because she's causing so much worry and anxiety, it's causing me the muscles to tighten. And so therefore I'm not allowed to have proper digestion. It's creating too much acid. She's not getting the digestion. It's backing up in her, uh, her intestines. I need this. It was telling me everything it needs in order for it to be back into a homeostasis place because the body's intelligent. It knows what it needs. It's just that people don't know how to talk to their bodies anymore. And so basically, when we think about it, if someone is taking alcohol or putting cigarettes in their body or any of these things, first of all, the moment you put something in your body, your body is a super intelligent computer, like more like greater than a computer. It reads the code of that which you're putting in and sees what that code connects to this body. So if I, that's a lot of people say to me, how come you don't drink soda? Because when I put soda in my mouth, the first thing my body does is go, why are you putting this in here? We don't need this. Like this isn't doing anything for any part of us other than us having to fight for our way to get rid of it and get it out as quick as we can. And it's hurting. It's causing pain to us. We're screaming inside. Don't you hear us? So I don't drink soda. And then like when my body says, oh, there's too much sugar, my body goes, why do we need this? What are you doing this for? What's the purpose of this? So I don't do it, right? Because it's the communication. So when cigarettes and alcohol and any of these things, the codes don't match up with your body's needs. We, are, we have to understand our body is this amazing, I call it the biological spacesuit. You get one. And you got to take care of it. The difference is an astronaut can go into outer space. He can poke holes in his spacesuit and he's got another one waiting for him in the, in the spaceship. And he can go and change that one out because it's destroyed. And he can go put another one on, put his helmet on and go back out and, and search through space and whatever he's doing. Well, we're also in space. Earth is space. We're not, we're not from here. So we take on this body with the, with, the, with the love and grace of the elemental kingdom that says, hey, we're going to be your organs. We're going we're gonna to duplicate the cells over and over and over to give you legs, to give you feet, to give you all these parts that are all mixtures of different beings, different animals in the nature kingdom and funguses and bacterias and everything that already exists on this planet so that you can breathe oxygen and so that you can function. But in order to stay alive, in order to keep this biological spacesuit intact, you have to replenish it with what comes from the earth. It doesn't say replenish it which, with stuff that's toxic and poison and all that because the codes don't match. So if the codes don't match, the body goes into shock. And that's a, a, that's a problem because... What people don't understand is that the moment that that happens, you're completely off your baseline. 
Your baseline is to preserve your biological spacesuit and explore this this space. And everything has been set up already uh, quantumly for you to have all the multiple choices you could ever think of. Whatever you can think of in your your brain, in your modus operandi, and the way your brain operates it exists. And so it's it's up for you to decide if that's what you want to move your energy to. There's so many choices. And the cool thing I love about free will is this, that I could go right now, I could be here with you, which I love being here with you. I love looking at you, talking to you, and just having your presence here. You know, and from the first day I met you at Mind Body Green, you gave me that massage. And I was just like, that's my bro, man. I love him. But I could also, I could throw myself out of the window right now. I could go and eat a salad or I could go right now and smoke a cigarette. I can go and play video games or I can go and run the block and go walk. I have a choice on how I choose to elect to live my life. And then the rules of the system and everything on top of that is also choices. I can decide to be a part. I could go listen to the news or I could just not ever look, look at the news, which I don't. I don't, and I, I don't know when's the last time I've ever seen, heard of the news or even listened to the news because I just don't. If it's something that's for me is newsworthy, someone's going to tell me about it. I'm going to hear about it or I'll find it because spirit wants me to find it because my focus is stay focused on the people, put the power back into people's hands, stay focused on the people, put the power back into people's hands, nurture, love, and honor, and just keep creating that sacred grace for this planet and for the people on the planet and for the species and so forth. So I kind of shade away a lot of that stuff because I'm not. That's not my baseline. My baseline doesn't wake up in the morning and think. Let me listen to the news. So the thing is, is that but these other things that are out there are there and created, and people can choose them. But I always say to myself, why would you want to put something in your body one that your body can't read? Um, especially with all this genetic modified stuff. That's really messy. That's why we have so many allergies and all these things popping up. Everyone's allergic to everything. Woman's coming in, she's like, I'm allergic to bread. I'm allergic to those tissues. I'm allergic to this carpet. I'm allergic to this blanket. I'm like, what else are you allergic to? Are you allergic to yourself? It's like, it's too much, you know? And I think it's because humans have to get back to the basics and stop going like, and trying to convolute their life. Like, make it simple. That's why I like your company because I like your company because it's simple to me. It's simple. I, can, I, know what, I know what these things are doing. I know what I need. I ask my body, what do you need? This body goes, I need this today. I need the cacao this. I need this. I need the reishi. I need this. And I just ask and it just tells me what it is. But I think the education, which is what you provide, is so important. Yeah, it's hard to create shift without education. That being said, we all know that there are a lot of people who know what they should do, but they don't do it. We also know that. That happens all the time. But that's rebellion. That is rebellion. So I think it's this mix of knowledge and education and support combined with, you know, setting yourself for success. We both, you know, there are certain people who can bulldoze through anything. But for most of us, we have so many things going on. So we got to set ourselves up for success. For example, if your your um, kitchen is full of candy, there's the moment when you crave something unhealthy or you have a bottle of wine there when you hit a little lull, you know, it's like it's there. It's easy to open it. But what if your kitchen doesn't have any of those things? Instead, it has these nourishing sugar-free chocolates or it has these nourishing foods and intelligent things that were like, oh, I'm all stressed today. Well, how, instead of Xanax and red wine, why don't you have a Rishi cocoa? Just have a cup of that. See how you feel. Give it 15 minutes. See how you feel. And uh, so I, I, I think education is absolutely vital. Without it, it's hard to kind of navigate in this sometimes dark place. 
But at the same time, I feel like we have to plan ourselves and set ourselves for success by making the kind of the baseline easy for us, especially in the times when you're stressed and busy. Um, otherwise, it's hard to, we're all human, we make mistakes and just kind of avoid the settings where you make too bad of mistakes. So um, I think it starts in the grocery store. I think it starts with the choices what we purchase, anything that is available. If it's not available, it's hard to, it's hard. It takes more effort to break it than then often we don't break it. Right. So um, I highly recommend kind of doing an audit, not just on the nutrition that you eat, but just generally what you do, just audit it, see what happens. When I used to do nutritional coaching, like Olympic athletes and whatever, it's funny how like 80% of the benefits get by just saying, it's like, just write down, just write down what you ate. You don't, you give them any advice. It's like, no advice, just write down. And suddenly they start writing down. It's like, holy shit, I ate that. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to eat that anymore. <laughs> right, so right. just being that audit can make a huge difference, I think. But definitely mushrooms can be complicated. A lot of people are mycophobic. They're scared of mushrooms. They don't like the flavor of mushrooms. They're, they, but th- what they have to understand is that there's so many different types of mushrooms. There's well over a million different mushroom varieties and and not all of them are like a, your butter mushroom they don't for example the four sigmatic products don't really taste mushroomy they don't have the mouth feel so just kind of being more open and aware that this is a kingdom that has a lot of variety in both flavor and texture and style and effects and doesn't mean it's going to solve all your problems but but there's a lot more to it than just the mushrooms you put on top of your pizza um <laughs> instead of salami. So um, so I just love that there are people like you helping to spread the mushroom mission and, and giving people this education. And then hopefully um, companies like Four Sigmatic and a few others are helping and making it easy. So the compliance part of it, you know, is easy enough and, and, and the flavor and the use case and the packets and the convenience is there where you're setting yourself up for success. You might know that Lion's Mane is good for you, but hopefully what we created has created it so that it's easy to also comply with it. I think it is easy. And I think also too, I think that when we get into the space of understanding, you know, how we can actually start to, instead of building relationships with people in our world, like friends and lovers and, you know, coworkers and whatever, but we actually start looking at the same relationships that we have with our friends and our family is the same relationship we have with ourselves, with our body, with our breath, with the way that we operate in our organs. They all communicate. And I think that when we get to a space of recognizing that level of intelligence is is a com- combination of both you know, the mental acuity and the understanding of emotional intelligence combined together to recognize that awareness that it, it goes beyond just you know be having friends and 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 you know building a social network and all this stuff, but it's also building a social network with your body and it's connecting with your body, talking to your body. Hey, what do you need today, stomach? What do you need, heart? Tell me what's going on. Um, I noticed there's a pain in my back. What's that about? You know, like really getting into that very um, connected place with yourself so that you're so spirit, because in shamanism, we have this belief that we, we call it tamuntu. So tamuntu basically means that like we have respect for the spirit 
as we have respect for humans in the same exact way. So if I give respect to talk to a human being and they're talking to me and telling me like what their problem is and all this kind of stuff, then I should have the same um, respect for my, for my organs or for my blood or for any part of my body or for a tree or for a flower or for a plant to tell me the exact same thing and know that it will answer me in the same. And what, what, where we are in our evolution when we get into this all-inclusive understanding of, of connection and, and really get out of that space of separatism and you know dividing and seeing everything as compartmentalized and really start coming into what it means to be whole and honoring each other and honoring um, all of these um, amazing different intelligences that are happening on our planet and within each other and within our bodies, we're going to become these amazing um, you know, orchestrators of this beautiful symphony. You know, and I think I think just starting with the education and really getting that place. And then as as you said before, you asked me, you know, there are people who don't do that, who don't do those things, who don't take care of themselves. And that stubbornness comes from the idea that you're in a system that tells you you have all these things you have to do, like pay bills and do this and do this and pay for insurance and blah, 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 blah. So in this area of your life, you choose to be stubborn to get your power back. And so people use stubbornness as a way to reclaim power. And when I work, I work with a lot of eating disorder, with a lot of people who have eating disorders from bulimia to anorexia, to you name it. And when I help them, it's always about this power game they're playing with themselves. This need for, I'm going to use this to get my power. When I see people who have overeating, it's because they use it as a form of power because they feel all these responsibilities and overload and they're not taking care of putting boundaries. So when they go to this place, they're like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. This is where I get to watch uh, TV. This is my guilty pleasure. This is when I get to like smoke. This is what I get to do because everything else they feel is telling them what to do. And I think there comes a point in evolution where we have to look at other ways we can be stubborn and use our power, but in a healthy way. Like it doesn't have to be like I smoke to get my power. It could be like I run to get my power. I exercise. I do breathing exercises. I, you know, put good things in my body and nutrients and, and things that support me. So, yeah. Amazing. You're a great speaker. You know that? Thank you. You help a lot of people. Hopefully hopefully someone has told you that today, is that you're loved and, and people appreciate your work. Thank you. You told me, you're the first person who's told me that today. Okay. It happens sometimes <laughs> is that people, when you're there for others, um, they acknowledge and see you, but they don't always. By the way, uh, Sean is right now massaging my feet. And the first time we met, in, indeed, instead of, I could have told, talked about myself and name dropped and all this stuff that happened in LA. But instead I just gave him a massage. Words can be a limited way to communicate, but touch, I agree. touch is already uh, one frequency up, if not two. I would say maybe five up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's what I but you know it's really funny because when I was at the Mind Body Green and everyone's like telling me like, oh, this and that, and I'm just listening. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. Da, 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 da. You were the person who came up and gave me a massage and then you went and did your thing. And that stood out to me like, you have no idea. So, me too. How can, um, how can people um, get in touch with you and... How can they follow? They follow you on Instagram, the whole social thing, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not that great with it, but uh, Four Sigmatic is great with it. So <laughs> if you go anywhere on social or in the world, the web, into Four Sigmatic, so F O U R S I G M A T I C, 
and you can find it. I post bad content on Instagram. It's I am Tero, T-E-R-O. Um, but I'm not sure how much value you get by following me, but I'm there. But I do like your thing. Like, don't follow <laughs> me, follow your site. But my was like, don't. Yeah, it's like, people, it's like, it's like how, how can how can we find you? It's like, don't find me, find yourself. So, um, yeah. I love you, that. Don't, you no need to find me. I love uh, that. And on well, that I, note, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for the time. I know you're super busy before you tour. So all the best to your travels. Thank you, my love. Tribe, how amazing, right? The love, the energy, the knowledge, and the connection, but most of all, the education and the level up and really being able to understand the depth and quality that is necessary for us to stay lit and to stay alive and to thrive and to feel good and to live our life where we don't spend all of our life in therapy that we actually get to go and enjoy our life. And that's what it's about on Ancient Wisdom today is keeping us in the tribe where we are always alive and we're riding the lit train and we're drinking the lit juice and we're feeling really good inside. So I love you all so much. I'm so happy that you're alive. Please send me messages on Instagram. I read every single one of my messages in my um, in my DMs. You know, if you want to level up your powers, you can go to the Shaman School at theshamanschool.com. Um, sign up on the newsletter to see where I'm going to be in town. And I love you. And you can follow me at Shaman Dirk on Instagram if I didn't say that already. And please check out everything for Sigmatic. And you know, they are the sponsors of Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And I talk, I only, I only talk about things that I actually feel are lit verified and they are definitely lit verified so until next time i see you later alligator bye